Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 40 of All This and World War II. This page wraps up chapter 17, Debunking the Bunker, which is the chapter where, after escaping Red Skull's ingenious death maze, which, like Shift-X knockout gas, we will never speak of again, uh, in this case because I clearly cannot keep my remarks under a half hour long on that topic, our hero's reward for survival is that they are now free to investigate Hitler's secret bunker. There is a map of Hitler's secret bunker included with the adventure, It is not included in the PDF of this adventure that I found, but I did manage to find a picture of it online, so I have some sense of what I'm talking about here, but it doesn't really matter. As is usually the case in this adventure, when our heroes have a choice to make, it is because that choice is irrelevant. I quote from page 39, where this chapter begins, quote, Show the heroes the map of the bunker located on side A of the map sheet, and allow them to wander at will. The small number located beneath the name of each room is the number of Nazi guards that are present in the room when the heroes arrive. After the hero's second encounter with Nazi soldiers, All of the guards remaining in the bunker will rush to attack, add up the remaining troops. After the heroes win this battle, the bunker will be completely devoid of defenders. So we do avoid one of the very common sins of dungeon design, where you've got supposedly intelligent creatures operating a kind of zone defense plan in their structure, where even if you hear your friends being murdered in the next room, you just have to stay there and wait for your opponent to open the door to your room before you can attack them. Instead, we have a situation where you can go into one room and fight the Nazis there. The second time you go into a room and fight Nazis... All the Nazis in the structure just run in and fight you all at once. And then after that, no more encounters. You just wander around at will. Unfortunately, there is not much to find here, either in the way of description or of loot. And the loot that is here is bullshit. This is not treasure for you. It's treasure for the GM. It's Christmas morning in chapter 17. And when you look under the tree, it's nothing but socks, socks, socks. First of all, if you were hoping to catch up with Red Skull and Hitler, maybe get that sweet 150 karma bounty, for bringing Hitler in for processing to not quite shield HQ, uh, they're gone. Red Skull is gone. Hitler is gone. Only generic Nazis remain. Of the 11 rooms and one big hallway on the bunker map, only three rooms contain anything other than random Nazis. It doesn't really matter what order you enter them, and there are no meaningful choices to make inside these rooms, and you're looking for a super weapon, so you have no reason not to search all these rooms. So instead of pretending that the map here matters, I'm just going to read everything out in a list, as indeed the judge might do, running this at the table just to save everybody a lot of time. No reason to painstakingly crawl along the Nazi hallway in 10-foot increments looking for traps, checking out all these doors, when there are three things to find, and you're going to find them all, and nothing else is going to happen. First of all, when you go into the storage room, you will find, quote, enough weaponry to equip an entire platoon of German soldiers and a parcel of high explosives. By using these explosives, the heroes can cause monstrous damage to all the material in any three adjacent areas. So, big ol' bombs, a player character favorite. Everybody loves to find big ol' bombs. I have no doubt that the players will be excited to find big ol' bombs. However, as we will see, the designer has plans for these big ol' bombs. Secondly, uh, you can investigate Hitler's quarters. Quote, when the heroes arrive, this room is empty, Hitler having fled with the Red Skull. Spread out on Hitler's table are papers detailing the history of the secret commando missions sent out into the future. The papers clearly indicate that only the team sent to 2146 AD succeeded, while the other two teams were never heard from again. The papers also note that the weapon from 2146 was moved to Castle Vladistopol for safekeeping. So, 
We know that the weapon we're looking for is not here, and we know that it's the only one. Of the three teams, only one returned. Which also means, in happy news, the Nazis only have one time machine, because the other two were lost in time and space. I mean, we <laughs> I mean, we personally brought one of them back, and now the Nazis have that one too, I guess. But other than the one we hand-delivered to them, they only have one time machine. In addition to this important exposition spread out on Hitler's table, as villains are prone to display their exposition in this adventure, there's a treasure chest. Quote, also located in Hitler's quarters is a locked trunk, excellent material strength, marked top secret. Inside the trunk are a number of odd-looking red and blue bracelets. There are a dozen or so of them, at least as many as the player characters. Now, some information is withheld from the player characters at this stage, and in fact I don't think this information is ever revealed, so I'll sit on it for at least a little while. But suffice it to say, when you start experimenting with these bracelets, as why wouldn't you, you find that, quote, the bracelets cover their wearer with an illusion that he or she is a normal human wearing a strange red and blue uniform. <laughs> it then says, quote, the invaders will certainly want to take the top secret bracelets. Of course they will. The invaders, who are player characters, but not such player characters that the GM can't jump in and say, Psst, by the way, role-playing tip, Namor is a tremendous fan of red and blue bracelets. He'll definitely want to take these. So yeah, there are these bracelets, and you put them on, there's an illustration actually on the page that shows the bracelets working. It shows Scarlet Witch, and she's wearing one of these bracelets, but all you can see is like the top of her head and her pointy little uh, crown face mask thing, because there's this gas effect coming up out of the bracelet, and it's covering her body, making her look like a, a normal human wearing a strange red and blue uniform. Uh, and by normal, I mean male. Yeah, th this illustration is black and white, but she's just like visually turning into a random dude in a skin-tight red and blue uniform. Now, I don't know that this is of great general utility to us as superheroes. Those of us who want to be wearing skin-tight red and blue outfits already are, and the rest of us have made different fashion choices. We have our own brands to think about, and we don't know what these costumes denote. They look like uniforms, but uniforms of what? I mean, these aren't commonly known Nazi uniforms for sure, so it's not like they're useful for sneaking into places. The only people who would definitely know what these outfits mean would be the Nazis, who will presumably discover that these bracelets were stolen, so if they see us in these uniforms, what they'll probably know is, hey, these are those people who escaped from Hitler's bunker. So this is very mysterious loot. Um, Odd, interesting, not really good for much, but for some reason, Golden Age heroes go crazy for them. By GM mandate, go figure. As soon as the invaders see them, gotta take them with us. Can't leave the bracelets behind. Too potentially useful. That brings us to the dumbest thing on this page, the loot that the players find in the test lab. Quote, Located in the test lab is the original Orfu timeship from which the Nazis constructed their duplicates. Spread out on a lab table is a pile of notes detailing the entire story of how the vessel crash-landed and how Baron Zemo and Klaus Kruppmann were able to make two duplicates of the craft. This is fantastically good news. Our heroes must be over the fucking moon. I mean, one of our heroes will never get over the fucking moon. That was a rough breakup. But figuratively, our heroes will be over the moon that they found a time machine. Imagine the luck. You come to the past in a time machine, you land in a hole, one thing leads to another, you end up leaving a time machine for the Nazis to capture. Whoops, not only are we stuck with no ride home, but now the Nazis are probably going to win World War II, and there's nothing we can do about it because we don't have a time machine. Then, through a sequence of random but highly specific events, almost as though they were obnoxiously orchestrated, we find ourselves in this test lab, and lo and behold, here's another one of the batch of three time machines. We lost one, here's another one. Now we can go home and see our families again, and stop Hitler from winning World War II, and go see dinosaurs, and see the original performances of Athenian drama, and all kinds of shit. 
and not even in that order. We could go have a great day seeing all these plays, wrap up the day with a picnic in dinosaur times, rest, recuperate, then go save the world from Hitler, then go see our families because it's a time machine and a working one. It's not even damaged. And what's great about this is we don't exactly know how to pilot it, but we do know how to use the recall switch. So we should be able to take this thing, presumably back to 2146, right? There we can explain to everybody who stole their shit, find out all about the super weapon, take our time there, learn how to use the time machine, then take it wherever we want to go. Once again, it's not as though time is passing back in 1943 while we're doing all this. Here we have an unexpected, unbelievable, golden opportunity to patch up all of our temporal fuck-ups so far and deal with this time loop in the considered, competent way we should have in the first place. Quote, The invaders will certainly want to destroy the craft in order to guarantee that the dangers of irresponsible time travel are kept to a minimum. Way to close the barn door after the cows have fucked up the timeline, invaders. Here we are to help you, mind you. You golden age heroes who clearly couldn't get this shit done on your own. We came back in a time machine, accidentally passed a time machine off to the Nazis. It wasn't our fault. There was a gully. No one could have seen that coming. Nonetheless, we come with you to the Allied camp with the best intentions, bearing all kinds of useful equipment, amazing superpowers, not to mention World War II inside and out, all the people, all the places, and all the events by Hamilton Crane, information that you desperately need. And now, after you've taken our future help, and the Nazis have stolen our only time machine, our only way back to our lives and our homes, now you're concerned about the effects of irresponsible time travel. Now, when you see a time machine, you think, probably the best use I can think of for this time machine is to blow it up. Whose plan is this? Is this fucking rookie Captain America again? It sounds like him. First the parachutes, now this. And the author presumes that we're going to go along with this plan, because remember those giant explosives that we found in the storage room? The giant, very useful explosives? We're not supposed to take those as loot to use in a later scene. Oh no. We're supposed to use them to destroy a time machine. We, stranded in World War II, facing a time-travel-equipped Nazi army, are supposed to blow up the time machine with the bombs we were just given. If there's one thing I hate wasting more than bombs, it's time machines. And I don't think I'm the only one. The thing about the bombs is on page 40, even though the time machine is back on page 39. So I feel comfortable technically saying the dumbest thing on this page is this idea that you're supposed to blow up the time machine. It takes no creativity, no imagination, no strategic or tactical competence whatsoever. You can be at zeros and all those things and still see there has to be a better use for this functional time machine than destroying it for no reason. Especially now that you're alone in the bunker. There are no Nazis here. You're about to get a ride away, and you know how to operate the recall switch. There is no reason to destroy this time machine, except that, I guess, the author just felt like putting it here. For why? So that there could be an explosion at the end of the scene? So that we could have a scene where Scarlet Witch and Tigra give each other a little nod, and then beat the shit out of Bucky and Toro and tie them up, so they can actually use the time machine to get home? And, by the way, save the world from Hitler? Well, I don't know why this time machine is here if the author just wants you to blow it up and demanding that half of the player character group tell the other half of the player character group that they must blow up this time machine is just a recipe for hero on hero violence, which we've just had plenty of. Now is a time for healing, not for beating and tying up Bucky. I mean, it's always time to beat and tie up Bucky, but like less now than ever before. I've got to say, though, these bracelets make a strong case for being dumbest thing on this page just because they are so arbitrary, like, why are they here? What are they for? Of all places to have these things, why would they be in a locked trunk in Hitler's secret bedroom? And by the way, since I am sort of like your GM through this podcast playthrough of the adventure, if any of you are wondering if uh, these red and blue outfits happen to bear any resemblance to the strange red and blue garb that the strangers were wearing 
in that picture from World War II that Nick Fury has on his wall in his office. Uh, yes, yes, they happen to be identical with those. This is the most useless of loot put here only for the GM's convenience in a desperate bid to make the plot hang together. But even they cannot match the dumbness of our time-stranded heroes blowing up a time machine, essentially out of peer pressure, <laughs> essentially because the other cool superheroes told them to. Anyway, one short submarine ride, and we are done with this branch of the adventure. Join me next time when we turn to the other half of our invaders slash player characters mashup and begin our journey to Castle Vladistopol on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.